So tell me, is being organic a fad? No. No, I definitely don't think it's a fad. I think being organic just, for me, it, it more brings me back to nature. Um, mm -hmm. It strips you down of all the toxins and chemicals. And um, I think things that, that, you know, cloud your judgment, clog your pores, and, um, you know, don't let me live my best life. So I think for me, organic is a way of life. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think obviously it's for everyone, but people can take steps to be more organic. It's definitely not the easiest thing to become organic with products that are, you know, offered to us. Um, but no, for me, it's not a fad at all. And that's Jamie Bella, everybody. For, for If you're tuning in, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or one of the podcast platforms, check out Jamie Bella. She is the CEO of Greener Ways. Uh, that's Greener Ways Organics. You can check out their website, greenerways.com. And right now, all their products on Amazon are currently uh, on a promotion. There's a 10% off single items and 15% off bundles. Be sure to check that out. And um, we're going to be getting a little bit more into your products and everything throughout the show. Um, but when you think of organic, right, you probably, I, me at least, I usually think of food, right? That's like the first thing I'm like, all right, what I'm consuming. And I'm very big into organic, actually. Uh, it's kind of the... I guess the ironic portion of my question, but why, uh, why products? So, you know, you don't hear as much about products. You hear more about the, the things we consume. Yeah. I think the, it goes back to the same thing. I mean, produce, how it's produced with pesticides and chemicals. Um, and it goes back to, to products as well, especially our products. Um, you know, Green Away started with an insect repellent um, back in 2009 when I was pregnant with my first child my house flooded and became infested with flying insects. And my husband and I decided to remain in the house while we rebuilt it. And I simply went out to buy bug spray. And while I was standing in the aisle, looking at the back of this label, I couldn't pronounce half of the ingredients on the back of the label and saw things like deep, but then other words that were just insane. And after you start searching and looking up these words, I was like, oh my gosh, there's absolutely no way I was going to use this on myself or my unborn child. So for me, it went back to the roots of things like essential oils, um, mm -hmm. you know, that come from mother nature. So I think a lot of times it is important what people put on their, on their bodies, whether it be bug repellent, sunscreen, um, baby cream, diaper cream. If you really look deep enough into most of the products that are out there, they're all filled with tons of chemicals. Um, sorry, one second. So you were just talking about products and how you couldn't read the labels and and how does that, where did that stem from? Like, did you, is it something that you had an experience, let's just say in, in your past, in your history? Yeah, absolutely. So my grandmother, my mother's mother, her father was an apothecary. So oh. it's still freezing. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're good. So <laughs> the only time I ever heard of apothecary, I'm not going to, the first time it was on Schitt's Creek, the show. <laughs> I've never familiar? heard of that show, but. Oh, uh, it's a good cool. show, but yeah, go ahead. When I think of apothecary. I think of what she used to talk about with her dad. So at that mm -hmm. time, the pharmacy, you would go into the back and tell their, your symptoms to her father. And he would then pull like, a set, you know, herbs and things off the wall and then mix it in one of those. I forget what it's called. Um, like uh, mortal and pestle. Yeah. And he would mix it together. And so she always said to me, if you can't pronounce an ingredient, you probably shouldn't put it on your body. And so that definitely stuck 
with me. I mean, if you come to my house, it's pretty ridiculous. You probably open a cabinet and find like a five pound hunk of shea butter and, you know, a toothpaste <laughs> and a toothbrush that like everybody in my family shares. We're disgusting and nuts. But so um, say what? Yeah. <laughs> my husband and I have shared a toothbrush since we've met. It Whoa. makes it easier to travel. So, so I think for me, less, less is best. And um, that always stuck with me. So yeah, so I'm, I'm very serious about looking at labels. I taught my kids how to look at labels. I always talk about it. Like truthfully, if, if you look at a label and it says 97% inert ingredient, that means that 97% of that product, you have no idea what it is. You know, and then the other percents, you might not be able to pronounce the ingredients. So for me, like I like to keep it simple. Oh, is that, are you referring to a label that shows like 3% this, 5% that, and then the rest is like nothing, right? Yeah. And you're like, what is that? And the truth is, is that they don't have to disclose it on the label. So you mm -hmm. don't really know. So I'm also going to backtrack just a little bit. The toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to. Like, so may I ask why? Is, are you like Marie Kondoing just everything and even the yeah, toothbrush I, hit it? Or I don't know. Is there just more to it? We share the same deodorant stick, the same electric toothbrush. I mean, we switch the head every like two oh, weeks. Okay, so. okay. But... Um, no, I guess we're both really clean and find each other clean and attract. I don't know. We share everything. It's crazy. For me, like I said, less is best. When I pack to travel for business, if we're traveling, mm -hmm. most likely it's one, one little, you know, travel bag with our toiletries and everything is shared. <laughs> and, and that's cheaper on you too, right? You don't have to pay as much for baggage. Yeah, for sure. It's cheaper. And like I said, when it comes to, you know, I wear right now, I'm not uh, mm -hmm. wearing makeup, but. I wear makeup when I have to. Other than that, I use, you know, pretty much what either some of the doctors on my staff mix for me or shea butter. So when you don't have a ton of products that is part of your routine, it makes it very easy to just pick up and go. And I, I guess now going back to how you, you specifically, you're not selling food products. You're selling more uh, things actually you put on yourself, right? Repel yeah. insect, repelling, uh, insect repellents, uh, balms, um, sunscreens, right? All things yeah. like that. Right now it's, it's three categories. So it's the bug repelling category that has a bunch of, of products in it from repellents to really unique pro products and then our sun. And then we just recently are, are jumping into personal care. So we have an organic shampoo and conditioner, um, a line of deodorants and massage and body oils and the balms that you just mentioned. And is this the reason why you went organic with everything? Is it also because this gets in through your skin into your body? Is yeah, that something to do with it? Yep, absolutely. And I mean, not every single product we have can be 100% organic, but we try to uh -huh. have it the most that it is. But yeah, exactly what you're talking about for us. It was, well, actually, as a consumer, for me, it was really important that whatever type of seals, whatever type of certifications that I can wear on my products to let the end user know that I'm really not lying about what's in it. Because mm -hmm. you can find organic products out there that yeah. truly aren't organic. So we try to be above board, all the hoops and bounds and regulatory issues and things we go through. It's super important because I want that end user to, to know what I'm giving them is safe. Because technically, what is it, like 90 something percent has to be actually organic, right? To get classified? Um, there's different certifications. Okay. So for an NSF certification, which is an organic certification, your product has to be 75% or higher. And that's usually used in beauty care, like shampoos and stuff like that. Um, and then there's the USDA organic that, yeah, it's 95% or higher. 
Um, but we try, I mean, our, our bug repellent's a hundred percent. So, um, we basically try to stay in that range wherever we can be, you know, we use the highest quality of ingredients. Um, it's seed to shelf. So I have a relationship with, um, with our oil distillers in India, Indonesia, wherever we buy our oils from, it's a direct relationship and they're certified as well. Um, a lot of them didn't have the means or funds to certify. So we went in, met with them oh. and helped them get certified and help them in other areas like, you know, the conditions of their farms and bringing books to the kids. And um, it's pretty interesting and, and it's pretty easy for them to get certified, especially for, for bug repellent, um, mm -hmm. for bug repellent oils, because they're naturally repellents anyway. So they don't need pesticides and things like that when growing because it naturally keeps the bugs away. So can you debunk the, the myth or not the myth, I guess, the, the truth, what's the difference between the non-GMO project verified right? And then USDA, or let's just say organic, any kind of organic, because you see both now, right? So you sometimes yeah. you see one, sometimes you see two. Yeah, I think it's different. Non-GMO just means that you don't have any genetically modified, you know, organisms within your product. Mm -hmm. But for the USDA certified organic, it's different. That's, it's a whole different type of certification from seed to shelf, from um, where they, where they just like, where they grow the plants and distill the oils all the way to my warehouse has to be certified organic. So they come in and they look at even the cleaning products I use within my warehouse. So it's a whole, oh, wow. different, yeah, from seed to shelf. So even where I, where I fill my products, mm -hmm. so the machines that they fill on have to be cleaned with the right ingredients. They can't be in the same area as another ingredient that's not certified organic. Whereas I think that the non-GMO is really just about uh, your product itself. Got it. So the whole entire oh, okay. So it's definitely definitely a lot more rigorous, huh? Yes, for sure. Okay. But we've I think that, that that's how we started. Mm -hmm. That's our you know, that's our standard and we've kind of perfected that. And I think that's why in our space uh, it's very hard to to have such competition because it really is a, a strenuous process. Yeah, I was gonna ask is competition, I mean, anything with products, you know, things could be replicated, right? You could break it down. People can make products or try to, at least to an extent. Have you seen the competition yet increase? Do you foresee um, it? A little bit. I think after Zika, when Zika was huge, I'm mm -hmm. sure you remember, um, I think people started coming out with the word works a little bit, but you know, it's hard to get traction. I mean, luckily for us, um, I got a big break on QVC I also got a big break from a Costco Japan buyer, bought my product in Whole Foods and went back to Japan and wanted it in Costco. And then I was able to move back to Costco USA. Mm -hmm. So I think those things helped us out. And also a lot of the products that came out were so-called natural, um, but weren't certified organic. Yeah. So I, you know, luck plays a role. Uh -huh. um, also, I think a, a lot of pieces play a role, but no, we haven't. There, there is some competition, but um, it's not like I'm coming out with a brand new potato chip. You know, if you go into a grocery store and you look in the bug repellent aisle, it's probably the same couple, you know, yeah. brands that you've seen forever. Your Johnson's off, your Raid. So, you know, we kind of knew when we started the business that at the same time we had this amazing idea that if I'm not finding products, there's probably lots of other mothers and people finding products. But we also knew the category that we were that we were looking at was ripe for disruption. Got it. And are you venturing out as well? Then it's not. I mean, obviously, you don't have to share everything, but yeah, no, we ventured. So it's funny because a lot of times, you know, it's summer. So at the same time, mm -hmm. you're protecting yourself from bugs. You're protecting yourself from the sun. So I would have a lot of moms come and ask me, 
you know, what do I do first? Do I apply sunscreen or bug spray? And when I started digging deep into the sunscreens that these people were using, I was like, nothing. I don't want their sunscreen mixing mm -hmm. with my bug spray because sunscreen's even worse than bug spray. I'm sure you've yeah. noticed tons of media out right now, not just about what these sunscreens are doing, you know, to the environment, the entire food chain, the coral reefs, but also when it gets into your bloodstream, you're basically baking yourself from the inside out. It's, it's horrendous. And they're starting to change the laws and places like Florida and Hawaii have already caught on and it will become, you know, nationwide. But so at that point we said, you know what, we're going to create our own. And we partnered with um, some universities and our team and we, this year we are launching our first, uh, it's the only certified organic bug, um, sunscreen in the market. So it's, it's uncoated, it's non-nano zinc, it doesn't absorb into your bloodstream, it's, it's amazing. And at the same time, we created a two-in-one mm -hmm. product. It's a bug spray and a sunscreen. So when you go out, you cover yourself once and you're protected from the sun and the bugs. And it's unbelievable. It's, it's, I think it's better, than, it's better than our bug repellent. It's probably the best product we've had. Um, so, so yeah, so you know that brought us into sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And then from there... Um, We've had, had some interesting opportunities with some of the retailers we work with in creating organic shampoos and conditioners and, and deodorants. I mean, and all of these, I think, come from a, having a problem. You know, I've tried every deodorant, spent thousands of dollars. I've tried every natural deodorant on the planet, and, they, and none of them work. I sm you know, you smell. And so we've spent, <laughs> you know, tons of time and effort and partnered with marathon runners and people to test. Yeah. And now we have the best deodorant. It, you know, that we're going to be launching in the market. So it's a lot of research and development, a lot of, you know, answering, answering everyday problems with, with healthy solutions that, yeah. are, that are affordable. Exactly. Yeah. That's the last part, right? Cause a lot of these products, like they say, right. Whole foods, whole paycheck or whatever the saying is, um, they're saying that, that a lot of these products are not affordable. Right. And you're, no, that's something you combine. You've been combining, right. With your efforts. Yeah, so I think at one time, I, you know, I was in more of the natural arena in the Whole Foods type stores, mm -hmm. um, and we still were priced less expensive, uh, and there was definitely competition, but because of our price point and being on the lower side of the price point and being competitive with the non-organic items, that's how I broke out of that arena and broke into your Costco's and your CVS's and, you know, even stores like Five Below. So. For me, I wanted to reach the 99% rather than just the, you know, if I go into Whole Foods and I buy one or two items, I'm done, you know? So I wanted them to be able to come in and buy a bunch of items. So it, that's definitely been helpful to us. So I guess what was your strategy with that? Did you take a loss in the beginning just to kind of get your name yeah, out there? For sure. We definitely okay. made less on the back end. And then I think from, from you know, right now, Greenaway is, is the largest um, purchaser of organic citronella in the world, which is quite amazing. So I think as we grew and scale, then obviously you can go back and work on your, you know, work on your cogs. So I think, you know, prices went down, but yes, in the beginning, we definitely made less on the back end so that we could follow the philosophy that, that everybody can enjoy, you know, a healthy organic lifestyle. And for someone looking to, you know, get into not necessarily your business, but any business when they're coming up with a product and trying to scale, did you, were you able to, did you get investors in early on to kind of help back you or? My parents, really? I got, luckily I got my parents to invest some capital. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, you know, whatever it takes, 
you know, beg, borrow, steal. But no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the beginning days, right? Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of different tools you can use, um, like factoring. You know, it, it's very expensive, but you can make it happen. Also, forming these relationships and getting better payment terms, um, you know, with the oil suppliers and, um, you know, whatever we could do to make it work. But <clears throat> really, we really didn't have too much um, outside capital of them other than my parents. I think now as a company we're we're blowing up so fast that now's the time that we really want to go after some capital and i think it's the better time for us because we can keep more equity you know in the business yeah, because we've kind of grown so much on our own yeah last thing you want to do is be able to have someone influence the final product right yeah where you've worked so hard and it seems like this has been passed down through a family as well to an um, extent the, yeah i think some of the philosophy but the, yeah philosophy um, right? yeah 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 for sure i think the life's the, the way of the lifestyle but um, yeah, it's been quite interesting. And, and you're what? And rewarding. Yeah, I could imagine, um, especially because it's something you 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 wanted. You wanted to use it yourself because you couldn't find the the product yourself, and now it's like, ha! I and solved I my own problem. And exactly. everybody else. At the same time, building like the business and the culture. A lot of people mm -hmm. that work within the business, you know, are actually family, and most of them are all friends. Friends that I've oh. known, for, friend, you know, the two doctors that we have on board, you know, my husband's known them since he was little, you know, my best friend who what, worked for Kiehl's is now running my entire marketing social media. So oh, wow. we bring everybody in the whole, it's a yeah. whole long, fun, family, friends, culture, everybody, you know, everybody feels like they're growing their own business. You know, there's no ego whatsoever. So at the same time, it's rewarding for bringing people healthy, good products. It's rewarding to be around people that I love and, and can be inspired by and inspire. You know, so, so you mentioned an important thing right there. Everybody feels like they're growing their own business. Um, how, what does that mean? Because that's definitely important. And especially when you want to keep the right people, you know, in, in line, not in line, but you want to keep them for the long, for the long run. Long yeah, of course, um, longevity. I think for me, it's more um, that that each each leader that I have mm -hmm. in, in each different section, like if they're a leader for the people underneath them, I want them to feel like they're their own boss, and also that they're they're building this culture and this company together. So I let them lead, let them make decisions. I mean, obviously, I have an open door policy; everyone can come and talk to me, but. And, and we have meetings, but I really want them to, to, to really feel like I'm not telling them what to do and they can really lead their own group and come up with new ideas and, and bring new things to the table and go in different directions. Um, you know, I think that's, that's what, what allows creativity, you know, and true entrepreneurship. What if uh, someone, you know, goes totally the wrong way? Like how, how much of a leash do you, do you kind of no, like a, like a definitely happened. And I think mm -hmm. that, I mean, not, not tremendously, but I think that, um, failure is important. I think that failure, I mean, if maybe failure is not the word that you were looking for, but in yeah. a way it's failure, but I think you learn from it. So instead of going, you know, off the deep end, we, you know, you sit down and you talk about how it went wrong and what do we learn from this failure and how do we, how do we fix it? Mm -hmm. I think it's also important, like, to, to know that each individual person is different and the way that they function and their needs are different. So I think that we always talk about 
you know, what's going on within their role and, and what do they like and what don't they like and what do they want to do more of and what don't they want to do more of and what's boggling down their time and, and maybe someone can come in and help them. So I think that the more communication you have, the more they can fly. Um, there's no like major, major decisions that are made without us all looking at it together. Um, or if someone decides that they want to take on a new project or do something completely different, they'll come and talk to me about it. So no one's really flown off the deep end, but we've had had to rein some people in and figure out, I mean, listen, when you're working with friends and family and different people and you're bringing them in, you might put them in the wrong role. That doesn't mean that yeah. there's another role at your company for them where they'll excel. And so we're very much open to mixing and moving and, and figuring it out together. So a lot of people actually hate working with friends and family and it's supposed to be like the taboo thing not to do. So it's going to cause, you know, emotion and, and possibly, you know, there being like just clash um, naturally. So how have you liked that? Because a lot of people don't. I think it comes from at the top, not having any ego whatsoever. Um, You know, I wouldn't do anything. I, I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. You know, if there's an order that has to go out in the beginning and I had to spend the entire weekend and sleep here and fold boxes, I'll be folding boxes myself. Um, we also try to, to form a culture where people are healthy and happy. We do really interesting things. I CrossFit. So I have a CrossFit coach that I love and she comes to my warehouse oh. twice a week and does a workout. She's actually in Mexico today. So I, re- I, think I just put on a sweater to look nice, but really I'm <laughs> So I did the, like every Tuesday I do the workout here, but today I ran the workout and I mean, it's amazing. We do whole life challenges, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on, on different days that we're doing things, we bring in healthy food. Um, so we try to promote all these fun and exciting things where people can feel healthy and happy and feel better about themselves. Um, so I think it's, it's just the whole culture of, um, that makes it work. Got it. And, and that's something probably shout out to, to our mutual friend, right? Katrina. She, she definitely mentioned um, that you, you guys, that you two work together, right? And yeah. uh, especially when it comes to HR and, and different processes. Yeah. yeah. She likes it here. She, she's funny. <laughs> she, she had to write a report about us, right? So she, um, she said, you know, we're very unconventional and, you know, sometimes we don't fit the mold of what she normally would write, but somehow it works. Some of the stuff in there was a little worse than that, but for us, it works. Yeah. So um, we're definitely different. We're definitely unique. Everybody, um, everybody puts it in. Like I said, from the top to the bottom, like um, I, we wouldn't expect anybody to do anything we wouldn't do. And I think that's why it works because everybody, and we're all building this together. So um, we're lucky. So is there a fear that as you grow, there's a part of that business that could slowly fade and something on the back of your mind. For sure. For sure. We talk about that all the time as we get more corporate and more corporate and bring in institutional money or bring in capital. Um, I do think that there's other things that will stay in place. So as a whole, as a company uh, with Katrina, with my, my best friend, that's now part of the company, we are moving more towards some corporate things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for us, these have just been processes that only help because sometimes when you don't, when you're, you're not fully, everybody's not fully from a corporate background, you know, sometimes in corporate, those processes can make you move too slow and you can't be first. But for us, implementing more processes only helps us because we're not running in circles. Mm-hmm. I mean, little things, for example, of before you, you know, move to, to create a product, 
that you need to research in, and then you need to fill out forms for design, just little tiny things that are helpful. So I, I, I believe that the processes that we're implementing now will kind of be the same as it gets more corporate. And um, I'm not sure where the business will go or by the time it gets to that place, if mm-hmm. we maybe will be acquired. I don't know. True. Yeah. I mean, you have to leave all, all ends on the table, right? All possible yeah. uh, avenues. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very interesting because at the same time, you're doing all these things anyway. It's just getting it more down on paper, right? And yeah, just somebody else is coming in, in. And, and making sure everything's buttoned up and, you know, yeah. I, I think that, that becoming more corporate for now is, is definitely only helpful. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it won't go fully that opposite way. I think I'll always remain, you know, have control and um, that will be helpful. And backtracking a little bit, like before you got into, you know, greener ways, organic, when you started it, did you know this is what you were going to do? Like besides, you know, before the story of kind of how, you know, your family played played a role and how you came, came across this product, did you have any idea this is what you were going to do? Like run a business at all? Like, Um, I don't think I did. My husband's a natural born entrepreneur. He's had many Mm -hmm. different businesses. Um, I worked in the fashion industry. I did sales and development and traveled, you know, through Europe. And I think that um, together we started a green cleaning business and together both lived this healthy lifestyle. Um, But I think um, with, I think with his like entrepreneurial, um, background and my entrepreneurial spirit it just happened okay. but, um, yeah he he's just uh, like i don't even know if he's held, ever held a job <laughs> like a real job so it rubbed yeah. off on you huh he's been all, yeah he it completely rubbed off and i think that being able to work together and having different backgrounds um and being great at different things is is helpful you know i know where my strong suit is and where his strong suit is and there's certain times that i wouldn't be able to to have grown and do different things if i didn't have a strong you know product have someone with a strong production background so and then obviously hiring the right team and the right people so since you did have experiences in, at both sides of the spectrum what would you tell someone that that was like me a few years back and sitting there in their cubicle miserable but also not sure if this life is for them because it's not easy You know, I don't think that you ever know until you try, but I think that you have to be a doer, not a dreamer. So if you're, if you're going to make a choice and do it, it's whatever it takes. You're all in or nothing. But I think that, that there's no point in living miserably. Like you could always go back to your accounting job, right? So I think, um, it's just taking the step and moving and and doing it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to sit there and think and think and mull it over, but you know, you just got to all in. If you're going to do it, do it. But I think it's important to also like have some kind of business plan. You know, your idea is just an idea, but how do you create that idea into truly how it's going to work for your business? So, you know, we kind of had an idea and had a plan. And I mean, it really started in my living room. A friend of mine built a machine and we were pumping and, you know, it really, it, it wasn't, you know, in hindsight, I can tell you, you know, what I think it should be, but really at the time it, it just happened and it moved and we were just in it and doing it. So I'm, Im- I'm imagining like breaking bad style. You're just combining yeah. different things. Chemicals are floating and gas yeah. is going. <laughs> we, um, we, I mean, really, you know, we read an article, I think it was in a national geographic 
And, it, you know, we also knew of some of the other stuff we were using in our cleaning business. We were cleaning things like the Children's Museum of Manhattan, but obviously that was a hard business to scale. But yeah, we, um, we kind of just looked back to nature and was like, what have people been using for thousands of years to repel insects rather than man-made, you know, chemicals that, that were developed to eradicate bugs? So... Well, that's that's definitely yeah. an interesting way of looking looking at it. Well, now we're uh, officially on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. Mm-hmm. So I hope you uh, have had your coffee. If not, don't worry. This segment will wake you up even more. So oh, actually, yeah, you just did just did CrossFit, so you're good. You're good. Um, it was a, it was a small workout, not my normal, but I feel like I have energy. Well, this will be a workout for the brain. So. Cool. Without further ado, we just want you to kind of throw questions out there, uh, throw answers out there. Uh, you get five seconds to, to answer each question. So we don't want you to think too much. We just want to know who's the real Jamie Bella. And without further ado, here we go. Okay. What is your favorite book? Um, the Virtue of Selfishness by Anne Rand. Your favorite movie? Um, favorite movie, I would say Gangs of New York. Favorite CrossFit move? Um, I think Snatch. I will pretend I know what that is. <laughs> You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. Oh, man. <laughs> um, um, Spotify on my iPhone. Sweet. I hope you got a huge battery. You're not going anywhere <laughs> for a while. I have that, right? You didn't say I couldn't. I guess you could have like a solar pack on it or something, right? Yeah. There you go. How do you drink your coffee? Light and sweet. Light and sweet. That is Cream that just... and raw honey. Cream and raw honey. Hmm. It's, it's a really all... good coffee. I, I take the cream and I heat the cream and I infuse hmm. the cream with the raw honey and then pour it into the hot coffee. Best cup of coffee that sounds that sounds game changing yeah is the cream (laughs) yeah seriously i'll be waiting here i'll give you my address after (laughs) i'll get i'll give you my address after hopefully it gets delivered hot perfect i mix different coffees together so you got to have some kind of italian roast in there yeah and do you do you do dairy or non-dairy on the cream um all raw raw milk from the farm oh straight from the udder all right. Well, then, yeah. then we got to talk about your sources after the show. <laughs> Who has been or is your greatest mentor? Um, I would actually have to say my husband. I think that's a first. I, I, surprisingly, I don't really know if anybody else has ever said that. Mr. Einstein, he's super well-read, um, uh, one of the smartest people I've ever met, but street smart as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just lucky. Every day is like a learning experience with him. And it's funny and fun. And yeah, he's, um, he's my favorite person. Oh, that's great. I, <laughs> I, I know who's going to be at least, I know who's going to listen to this episode. I already know. I already right. know. <laughs> what is the one item you consume every day? Or maybe you just wear it on you every day, but it's one thing. You might eat it or drink it or just wear it. You can't go a day without it. Not coffee, obviously. Well, I mean, uh, well, let's see. Water's too easy. Yeah, water's too easy. I so love one my thing that makes you. Shea butter. Shea butter? 
yeah, shea butter. Apply it on the skin? Yeah, so I apply the shea butter on the skin. I have, like the, my doctors have mixed my shea butter with a little CBD that I put on the face. And that's my like, that's just all day, every day shea butter everywhere. May I ask what, what is it with the shea butter? Does it keep you young? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, if you think about it, it's, you, they, it's from Ghana. So they're mm -hmm. in the sun a lot. Uh, for me, it's ultra moisturizing on my skin. I've never had an adverse reaction, never a breakout. I buy it raw in the hunks of it. Um, and it's just, uh, if you rub it real, you know, it's, it lasts all day long. It's the most amazing, for me, uh, moisturizer I've ever, ever used. It's not mixed with anything. It's just raw hunks of shea butter. Awesome. I'm not, I'm not, I actually had some before and it was pretty good stuff. I might, you might make me look back into it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll have to mix you some with the CBD. It's, it's good for the puff under the eyes and, um, I would say shea butter. I don't know what else. What is your favorite organic brand? Not yours. Ha. <laughs> I would say, I would say that what you would find in my house would be Mrs. Myers. Um, other, I do make a cleaning product myself that I use as the all-purpose cleaner, but when it comes mm -hmm. to dish soap, hand soap, um, I'm, a, I'm a Mrs. Myers fan. Who are you most nervous to meet? I don't think I'm nervous to meet anybody. There's nobody out there that you've just been like dying to meet, and when the moment comes one day, you like wouldn't know what to say? Mm -mm. I've always been true. I've always been out for any kind of adventure, um, whatever it may be. Um, I find it exciting. I'm more, I'm more nervous about like getting in a race car and driving 150 miles an hour. Like even though my husband drives like that and I slip down, and I look out the side. But I think when it comes to people, um, I don't think there's anything that makes me nervous. Awesome. Yeah. Is entrepreneurism a fad? Um, no, I truly believe that the, the entrepreneur, like we talked about, you find areas where there, you have issues or problems and you want to find a solution. So most of the time, I think it's a selfish thing. Being an entrepreneur, you're, you're fixing problems that you have mm -hmm. and if others can, can benefit from them, it's fine. So it can't be a fad if you're, you know, if not, you're just complacent and, you know, using that chemical bug spray that you've always used. I love it. That's a, that's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you survived. <laughs> I survived. My producer usually would lurk out of the background if he, if this round took too long, but he didn't. So okay. we are safe from him. Funny or good enough. You know, who knows? You made it. No, no, no. You made it. <laughs> I don't want to see him. Trust me. It's a bad, it's a bad day. Uh, yes. Yes, you will. Well, we'll connect afterwards. You will get a prize. <laughs> I was just kidding. Um, but yes, uh, last but not least, you know, um, Jamie, Bella, everybody, be sure to check out greenerways.com. Uh, that's for the, the website for all the products. You can see our Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, all the links are there as well. When you scroll down to the bottom and on Amazon, they have a promo going on right now. All their products are 10% off as well as 15% off the bundles. So check out greener ways, organic, um, on Amazon and on the website. Uh, awesome. It's been definitely a pleasure having you on. Yeah, so you know, any closing thoughts? Uh, they're yours. You know, the mic is yours. If there's anything else you want to finish off with. Um, no, I would just say that um, living a healthy lifestyle doesn't have to be stressful. Um, take one step at a time. 
and I, I truly believe that when you, you know, rid yourself of all these things and you can live more of a natural lifestyle, it just becomes easier and healthier. So um, I guess that's it. And, and to enjoy every day and live every day like it's your last. Exactly. Perfect. Awesome, yeah. JB. It's been a pleasure having you on. Can't wait to uh, be in touch. I appreciate it. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>